0: Welcome to our Pini. This is Sarah That's hey Tavis. Dida nasa. Dida nasa is we've been victorious. We're going to really speak about this in a short way, but would you not like to have that as a, a tool in your pocket when you're not sure about things, how things are going to work out, to feel like Dida nasa, we're going to be victorious. It doesn't have to be against people. But it, um, a, a, an example, yesterday, I was going to be getting a ride um, update And just before my ride came, he called and said, well, my car broke down. I don't know if I'm going to get it to work. So at that point, you want to have in your back pocket the feeling of didanota. We have a slight menaged, an enemy. The enemy is this car. Or the fact that cars sometimes break down, and it decided to break down right when I needed a ride. So that's considered in the language of the world, you know, an opponent. Because remember, when we're talking about hey, that it's all a continuation of Yetz, Kislev, and Chanukah, we are talking about opponents, and the opponents end up in Geula time being on our side. So you need a ride, somebody's car broke down, how are you going to get there? You have an opponent, which is the the ability of cards to break down, and you want to pull out this tool from your back pocket and say, Dida Natach, we've been victorious. The opposition of the world has ended. It has decided that it's going to help us instead. Well, somehow we did get upstate, so it worked. Um, so we want to know what this Dida Massa is all about, not just – not just about the books. We want to know how it becomes part, how to, how to use it in our everyday life. So, of course, we know about Hei classically as being the books and the books, who, who, whom did the farm belong to? Did they belong to, essentially, did they belong to the sixth generation or the seventh? Do they belong to the Rebbe and Chassidim? Or do they belong to somebody who was the family of the Rebbe Reyaul? Now, why is this a question? I want you to picture the following for a second. Yiddishkeit in 1950. I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go backwards one more thing. When we want to figure out what just happened, we often get the most information from looking at the opposition. What is the opposition claiming? And then we'll know what's really going on. In this case, what did the opposition claim? He said, Lubavitch ended, Chabad ended in 1950. He said he himself went to the funeral funeral of the Rebbe Hayat, And that was the end of, of Chabad. So of course it makes us think, what are we, chopped liver? We thought you know, we're 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 doing a lot of stuff. Uh, seems pretty active to me. So how could he say that it ended then? And really, we want to re- we want to think the following: Yiddishkeit at that moment, Tavshin Yud, 1950 Yudshvat, was about to go through a radical shift and would never go back ever again. From classical Yiddishkeit, that was good for a few thousand years, 3,000 years or more, since the time of Avram Avinu, 4,000 years. From classical Yiddishkeit to Geula Yiddishkeit. It's kind of the same as, for thousands of years, the mode of transportation for everyone was the horse and buggy. A carriage, a wagon, and an animal to pull it. Everybody used that, and all of a sudden, it switched over to the new form of transportation—planes and trains, and you know, and cars, and 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 cyberspace, and and all of that. And so, when it started to switch, it switched very quickly, and it's not switching back. We may uh, do a horse and buggy. We may do a horse and buggy in Central Park for fun, but when we want to, when we want to get to australia we don 't take a horse and buggy we don 't take a, a a boat when we want to get to missouri we don't take a horse and buggy it 's a new mode so there's almost almost an infinite look feels like an, there's a massive difference between the old ma- method of transportation that was good for thousands of years and the new one that's only been around a couple of a couple of centuries, and it's just getting more and more and more dynamic and more and more and more different from the old way. Judaism went through a massive transformation. That moment of Yudshvat is that this fellow claims real kind of, he's saying classical Yiddishkeit, regular normal Yiddishkeit, became something totally different you know, running out on the street, putting chillin' on people, etc. All of Yiddishkeit as we're used to it now, it's completely different than the old classical Yiddishkeit, which ended Shin Yud Yud Okay, so here's the question. How do you know, if we're calling it the following, the Yiddishkeit of Zoh and Malchus. What's Zoh and Malchus? The masculine en- energy and the feminine energy. Zoh is Chesed, Gvert, Efer, s And Malchus is Malchus. All the six generations of Chabad, the first six, which really embody all of Yiddishkeit, all the way back to Avramavinu, that's one package. And then you have this new package. the the Yiddishkeit of Malchus, of the Dar Hashvi, the seventh generation, going forward forever. When they meet, at that moment, do they both agree to have each other? Do they uh, agree to each other's approach? There's a famous story about Rabbi Gamliel, who was the head of the Sanhedrin, and he was deposed, and he was replaced by Rabbi Lazar Ben Azariah, the next day, Revan Gamliel, who was the older sage, came and sat in the base medrash as a simple yid, sim- and, and he, uh, he, was com- he was completely bustled to the new Nasi, which meant that he agreed with the new approach of the new Nasi. So this is the question about the Doreshvi, the seventh generation. And the sixth generation. Does classical Yiddishkeit agree with this new way of Yiddishkeit? Is this kosher Yiddishkeit the way we do it since 1950? Well, in a way, we have to ask the generations before. They could say, well, hmm, pretty unclassical. But the thing about Yiddishkeit today is, hopefully, let's say in the case of Chabad. Every single thing is based on the sources in Tyra that say this and this and this and this is the way we do it. Okay, so coming back to our issue, our our question. Does classical Yiddishkeit agree with Yiddishkeit of the seventh generation? Does it agree? And that was the question, one of the questions that Haytabis. That the fellow who, over whom, with whom the court case was, said, no, this generation, the seventh generation Yiddishkeit, it's not true, it's not an authentic Yiddishkeit. It's some newfangled thing. Or so he seemed to be implying. We have the same thing in the, in the Parsha. Yehuda, Malchut, Mashiach is approaching the ruler of the world, the world of nature, the world of Mitzrayim. And and he's negotiating with him. They have to come together because there comes a point in history, there comes a point in time where these two, the old Avaita, which is kosher, and the new Avaita, which is kosher, who don't necessarily understand each other, have to come together and agree to each other. It's like a wedding. It's like a wedding. They have to be able to understand each other with each of their unique energies and come together in a, in a unique way. So here we have this moment of hey, Tavis. Sorry, to go back to the Parsha. So Yehuda goes up to Yaisaf and Yehuda says, be a daini. Why? Looks like he's pulling out Malchus from from Yaisif, from the previous generations. Why is that good? So in a way, all the previous generations are saying, "Aye aye, Captain. A O K. Move forward. You're doing well." When we stood at Har Sinai, everything you're doing today was included in what was given to you at Har Sinai. Everything syncs up. That is what it's, it's. It's. as if Yehuda is is teasing out of Yosef. Yehuda, the, the the Yiddishkeit of the future of Mashiach. Yehuda is is the is the father of Melech Mashiach. He's teasing out of Yosef the ruler of the non-Jewish world. The laws of nature, the old ruling scepter, the way it always was. He's teasing out of him an agreement. And at the same time, of course, Yaisub is really a yid, so it's even more complex. But he's teasing out of the, the classical world of the past, that it's agreeing to the approach of gaulah. So when we come to Hey Tevis, it's a powerful moment. Vida Nata. We find out we won. We won. We, the world that we're used to, you know, the world in the that fights us all the time and we can't get anywhere and 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 taking this to a personal level. I feel like I'm fighting the land of Mitzrayim all the time. You know, all the limitations, the car doesn't start. And, and the battery didn't work, and all of these things. We're fighting it all the time. And yet, and the laws of the way life used to work, like if you have a car that broke down, there's nothing you can do. You're not in charge of the laws of nature. That's what we were taught. What do you think you are? You think you're some kind of a tzaddik, that you can be in charge of the laws of nature and tell it what to do? No, you're not. And comes along this whole situation of Hey Tavis of and declares Dida that we no longer become slaves to the old way that it was. What we are being taught to do today, if it's Alpi Ta'ira, it's bringing out even deeper what always was before. And they agree with each other, and so Dida Nasa becomes almost like the. The 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 new mazel tov that you say at a at a at a wedding they break the cla- glass and they say mazel tov really it's a breaking the cla- glass and say, Dida nasa meaning mazel tov the wedding of the Jewish people and the tyra and the tyra with truth has finally happened tyra was always true but was it true all the way down to the Most mundane details? Probably, but nobody ever thought about it. And Dida Natsach says, yes, it is. We have now witnessed the marriage of the deepest truth with the dumbest pieces of information, like is your car going to get you upstate or not? This is the marriage that you just witnessed. So to end off, when we have that tool of Dida Natsach in our back pocket, and we want, and and we're having a hard time in the world. And we want to experience a victory over what we think is an oppositional world. We can always just uh, look at the problem and say, "Didanata," and see what happens. See if the just like in the original Medrash, where they say, "Didanata," and the the unholy force just. Pfft, was defeated and gave up. So with these words, we somehow bring the oppositional forces, those things that are opposing ga'ula and opposing personal Gula, to give up and stop bothering us and enable us to go to the Gula mitzvah shleimah. So, may we find ourselves in the this Shabbos in the ultimate deed on immediately now.